Hey, it's your boy Yimbo, who's back again. This time I am sans my partner in crime, Bay, because we have twins. Um, if you, I know we've been uh, radio silent podcast-wise for, I think, a year, if not more, and that stinks. I really enjoy recording podcasts. Um, I did get into some video editing, so whenever I did have free time, I, I kind of sunk it into that. But um, I'm coming back with the podcast, and I think I figured out a way to get it done, which is my test run now. So uh, I'm recording this on my drive home. I'll probably record little bits and pieces like this, but you won't really notice because uh, I'm using a brand new uh, platform. So instead of SoundCloud, which uh, I, we were paying for, we switched over to Anchor, and this is not an ad uh, at all because... I don't get enough listens to actually uh, make any money off of this. This is just straight up because I like creating things and it's a hobby. Uh, so I switched to Anchor. Uh, it's a free service, so it will host all of our previous episodes, which it already does. Uh, and now I don't have to worry about forking out any money. So Anchor is really awesome. I'm, I'm giving it a test run with the app uh, and a little... Uh, different mic setup so we'll, we'll go from there so anyway welcome back uh thanks for tuning in it's much much appreciated and like i said it's gonna be probably me for the first episode or two since you know since our hiatus but what is very cool is i can now take call-ins so you can do call-in questions where you actually call and leave a message and I can include your voice in your question and give some answers. And uh, I can also now have a co-host of any kind. Bailey is my preferred, of course, because she's wonderful and I like to think that we have some pretty good chemistry uh, in our conversations. But through this app and through this subscription, uh, we can now, I can have you know easy phone call recordings uh, the audio should sound pretty good uh, if we do it that way so I uh, am eager to test that out so to start things off uh, if you are interested in maybe co-hosting an episode with me in the future uh, you can send me a DM on Twitter you can just tweet at me uh, if you're a friend of mine on Facebook you can Hit me up there, again, through messages or just right on my wall, you know, like whatever. But yeah, I'm definitely down to expand my co-hosting universe because twins are a lot of work. They really are. They are the best thing ever. I love my little baby so much. We have a little boy and a little girl. and But it's, it is certainly life-changing. And it is really funny how you go into becoming a parent with different expectations about how things are not going to change and that you're going to, you know, these little babies are going to adapt to our lifestyle. No. I'm going to hit you with the truth, people. It is it is hard. Being a parent is very hard. It also makes me appreciate what my parents did for me growing up as well as making me feel a little guilty about, you know, some of the trials and tribulations I put them through, uh, especially through the difficult years of 12 to 21. <laughs> I'd like to think I was a pretty good kid, minus, you know, a couple of things here and there. But um, 
yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna go from there. So in the meantime, I am going to start off with movies. So uh, here's a little interlude for you to signal that, and I'll be right back. Quiet on the set. Can we please have quiet on the set? All right, so movies are up first. Um, now, just to give you, you know, like I, I love, I love watching movies. I love studying movies. I love just enjoying movies. Uh, not even necessarily Oscar movies, because <laughs> uh, if you, you know, have been listening, I generally hit a lot of the blockbuster type movies. They're just, they're the best. And if I could do that every day, uh, I would love it. But instead, I get to watch them and talk about them, and then teach middle school students about them. So um, I'm gonna hit up. Well, let me put it this way. I used to go to the movies with my buddy uh, from college. We used to do Tuesday night movie night. Uh, it was the cheaper night when we were in college, so we would just go. And that's how it, the tradition kind of started, me and my two um, best friends, my two college roommates. And when you know, I got into teaching and like you know, started my adult life, um, Optimum had the triple play thing where you got to you know go to free movie Tuesday night so my buddy and I would go every single Tuesday it was the best but then that went that phased out and went away and we still kept going you know like but instead of the weekly thing it was just with the bigger releases and again kids are great but that's not really an option anymore so a lot of the stuff I'm going to be talking about moving forward is probably not things that are in the box office, but potentially things that either are, you know, as always, uh, released on a service like HBO or Showtime or Netflix or Hulu, um, or movies that are out for digital release that I don't plan on owning, but I've wanted to see, and I'll just splurge on splurge on that whole six bucks to rent the movie, um, or in Amazon's case. Uh, sometimes they've been doing uh, recently $3 movie rentals. So that's really kind of the, the ballpark, the, the wheelhouse that we're going to be dealing in. Um, I'm going to start today by just addressing Avengers Endgame because, man, I, that was the last movie I got to see in the theaters, and I absolutely loved it. I loved every second of it. I probably watched Infinity War at least six times on Netflix leading up to it uh, it's just it, it was to, to me Infinity War is the Empire Strikes Back of the MCU it, I just thought it was so well done and Endgame is the perfect uh, exclamation point what a tremendous job I don't think we're ever going to see anything like it again even from Marvel um, I'm a little nervous about Phase 4 moving forward I'm not exactly thrilled about how much of Phase 4 is TV shows, uh, especially through the Disney Plus platform. Now, I will admit, uh, I signed up for the Founders edition, so um, I, in order to get a like discounted, I think it was maybe 30 or 40% off, like the, you know, if you just do a monthly subscription. Um, so I did sign up for the Founders Club, so I do have... Disney Plus coming for the next three years, paid for already, which is really awesome. Uh, just because now I don't have to think about it, it's just it's just going to be there. So I will get to watch all of the Marvel shows because 
I mean, between that and the Star Wars series and everything else there that's going to be on there, I just had to get it because uh, I will definitely it will be <laughs> it will be utilized for sure. But um, yeah, Phase Four makes me nervous. So, but really, with Endgame, what a what a tremendous like yeah, what a tremendous ending to to a ten year run. Uh, I still haven't seen. I know technically, Spider Man Far From Home is the coda. You know, it's the it's that last little like goodbye little tie up loose ends so i am recording this i still haven't seen it um because again it's at this stage it is available to buy digitally but i chose not to um so i'm waiting for the rental uh before i get to check it out but yeah so endgame i'm all over the place and i apologize endgame was fantastic now, if you just look at it, because I had conversations with other people who watch Marvel movies or have seen some of them, and their criticism is incredibly valid. It's not a perfect movie by any stretch. There are definitely characters that did not get enough development or didn't get enough shine, and it's hard. I mean, I try to understand it from the, the viewpoint of what they were trying to pull off, um, so unfortunately, there were characters that only had cameos. Really, um, even Spider-Man in Endgame was an afterthought. I mean, he they, he got to shine more than some other people um, in the in the climax. But yeah, his his role, you know, it's almost it was a three-hour movie, and what were we dealing with? Maybe a half hour of him. So that was a bummer. Which is again another reason why Infinity War, Tom Holland's Spider-Man, is so good. Uh, Infinity, Infinity War, again, is so enjoyable because he does have such a major role in it. So, um, Endgame, again, if you look at it as a standalone film, it is far from perfect. But when you factor in what it accomplished over 10 years, I don't think they could have done it any better. Um, I love Smart Hulk. I love how they kind of jokingly explain their versions of time travel. Uh, and it was just basically like, uh, deal with it. You know, <laughs> like we're not going to have all the answers for you. Just enjoy the ride. And that's what I did. And uh, I ended up buying that digitally because uh, I figured if I do end up getting the collector's phase three box set, which I did for the first two, I'll have the digital codes and then I maybe, you know, I'll sell that one off on eBay or whatever. But um, yeah, Endgame. So for me, and again, I'd like to, you know, I kind of, just tie it into, you know, my reviews are not from a necessarily um, technical standpoint. It really is just like, did I enjoy it? And yes, I did. So that's absolutely a five out of five fat doors. If that's a little too hurtful and body shamey, um, then let's go with five out of five Stormbreakers. Um, just such a, it was just so good. But you have to, like, if you haven't seen all of the movies leading up to it, then what are you doing? You know, you do your homework. <laughs> I'm sorry to say that, but like, do your homework. Watch this movie because, you know, watch all of the movies because it's worthwhile. They're so good. Obviously, there's some, not, there's never like a swing and a miss. There's some, there's some, you know, weak ground balls. Um, I'm not exactly crazy about the Doctor Strange movie. Um, while Black Panther was fantastic like I really did enjoy Black Panther it's not one that I found myself going back to I think maybe one time when it came out on Netflix I checked it out uh because again like 
the the feel of the movie, the look of the movie is so good and it was so you know fresh. But when you start watching on multiple viewings, you know it's just another it's another simple. I don't even want to call it an origin story, but um, there's not enough to it. You know the kind of hokey ending. You know, and I know I know the superhero cliche is to always have the evil version of yourself. So you know while. You know, the villain was awesome. Michael B. Jordan was great in that role. It's just, a, you know, Black Panther fighting evil Black Panther. Superman fighting Bizarro Superman, you know? But yeah, so Endgame, awesome. If you haven't checked it out, do so if you've watched the other 20 movies leading up to it. So there's that. The next up chronologically that we watched was Detective Pikachu. And I'm a big stand for Ryan Reynolds, so I was really excited about it. I love Pokemon. I've played the games. Um, once again, thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm going to give that one, I'll go super easy with like a four out of five Pokeballs. Um, the main critique for that is you can kind of see the ending coming halfway through, maybe even after the the intro i mean you can you yeah it's it's easy to see it's paint by numbers but it didn't stop me from enjoying the movie itself so again i think a four out of five is very solid uh in my review so uh go definitely check that out if you uh have the time or, or are so inclined and now the next two are Recent, like as in within the last two weeks, these are movies I rented from Amazon because again they had a nice two ninety nine if you're a Prime member for new release uh, rentals. So the two that I just watched, um, the first of them is John Wick three, and it shouldn't be a surprise. Again, I love blockbuster movies. I love John Wick as the char- you know the character. The first movie was so wonderful. Loved it. The second movie, again, same stylistic, over-the-top, exaggerated violence. uh, But I couldn't tell you what happened in that movie. It wasn't deep at all. Like, nothing stuck with me. First movie, I remember, like, you know, I know the plot to that. There are impactful moments. I can tell you the, the main premise. I can tell you specifics from it. I couldn't tell you anything from John Wick 2. And John Wick 3 starts... Right at the end of the second movie, I it did enough to to jog my memory, but I did have a little trouble. Like, what is going on? Who? What happens? So it fit, it did fill fill you in, but um, it was two hours of honestly like kind of gratuitous violence uh, for the sake of it. I didn't hate it because I don't mind that type of stuff, but there were a couple of like oof like just kill scenes that were rough uh, and definitely get you squirming but that movie came and went sitting here right now trying to record this thinking wait what happened in that again yeah it's set and it sets up a fourth but outside of outside of Keanu Reeves I mean I don't know what they're doing with this uh, this this, this uh, franchise anymore um 
I guess it's going to be another two hours that I'll watch and go, oh, yeah, all right, and, and then move on from there. But it, it was unfortunately more like two in terms of that forgettable nature. So um, let's see. I'll go with uh, two out of two attack dogs uh, as a little uh, wink and nod to Halle Berry's appearance in the movie. So yeah, just two out of five. It's it's fine. It's serviceable. It'll pass the time. It's better than some of the options on you know that Netflix has. So if you enjoyed the first one and you've seen the second one, there's no reason not to see the third one. But just don't go into it thinking it's going to be anything more than maybe a single viewing. Um, and then that leads me into my next one, which also unfortunately, in that I had a little bit higher expectations for this one too. Um, it's Brightburn, which was, I believe, written and directed by James Gunn. But uh, I know James Gunn was obviously, you know, massively involved. It was his his project. So James Gunn, as you know, um, is the director of Guardians of the Galaxy one and two, among others. He's also he also wrote and directed um, the new Suicide Squad movie, which uh, is hasn't come out yet, but will. So I am excited. I love James Gunn. I love his writing style. Uh, his comedy's great. His, you know, all of that. It's wonderful. So Brightburn is the story of, like, what happens if Superman didn't have the same guidance and love as the Kents? And what if you just had, you know, kind of good parents? Like, you know, good. They're they're good people. They're not perfect. Like the Kents were always this pristine version of you know, the married couple, um, and in, you know, all of those lessons and whatnot. So anyway, the premise is Superman, you know, as the child crash lands on earth. And what if he's a jerk, but not a jerk as a person, but a jerk as like, he's now entering, you know, middle school. And just like, you know, like I referenced with myself, I was not exactly the ideal kid at 12, um, but you have superpowers. And that is always intriguing. One of my favorite comic book runs uh, is this one called Irredeemable, which is the, you know, if Superman was Superman, but as the leader of the Justice League, although it's this own, you know, this different version, different character, but, you know, he's leading the Justice League and then decides enough is enough, I'm going to rule the planet. This one is an interesting take because, again, it's that adolescent period where he goes to the dark side. So Brightburn has um, Elizabeth Banks, who's an awesome actress, and um, I forget his name, but Roy from The Office is the dad. And I, again, I had higher hopes for it. I would probably say um, two out of five heat ray. <laughs> he uses heat ray quite a bit. So uh, heat ray blast, two out of two and a half out of five. Uh, a little bit better than John Wick, but I did expect more from it. And ultimately, I, I was just kind of over it. And, and in, even in that movie, gore for the sake of gore, which I'm not really a total fan of, and I sound like such a baby now, but um, yeah, I don't know, just like excessive. So there's our movies. Uh, When we get back, we'll hit up uh, some new TV shows, 
and uh, maybe some video games. I don't know. We'll have to find out. All right, so now we are into the TV show section. Um, now, normally, I would be doing a little bit more elaboration, but again, I'm playing around with uh, the Anchor podcast and uh, just trying to get this episode back. It's also kind of forcing me to get going with everything, um, and I feel like once I can successfully publish this episode, uh It'll only be better from here. So um, the sound quality might be a little bit different. I'm still using the same microphone and app uh, setup from my movie section, which was recorded in the car, and it was also raining that day. So now I'm, I'm in my living room, and uh, I'm having a Daddy and Twins day. Uh, my wife is going to get her hair done, so <laughs> you can probably hear Ray squawking in the background. Um, all right, so this, like I said, I just want to mention a few, uh, a few shows. I'm not going to get in depth in the reviews. If you would like to hear more thoughts about them, um, you can certainly ask me that. Um, I did share out the link today um, to record, you know, messages for me that I can, you know, questions that you, you have, uh, statements, hot takes uh, that you want to go back on me and hear me comment on. So the four shows I do just want to highlight, um, Succession is an HBO show that just wrapped uh, season two. I have thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, if you don't know the premise of it, uh, Brian Cox is the main actor, and he runs a media con conglomerate. Um, it's very similar to um, either Fox or maybe more like a Disney, because Disney also, I think, um, owns a lot of media interests. So it's a big corporation that... They have their news network, they have amusement parks, they have a cruise line, they have their hand in everything. And he is close to turning over the reins, and he has four children, and the show is all about the wonderful uh, backstabbing nature of the elite. <laughs> so it's, it was, it's so good. Um, Macaulay Culkin's brother is in it, uh, and I, I apologize for not remembering his first name at the, t at the moment, but um, he does a fantastic job. Uh, the other actors, I did not, I think there's the one guy from Ferris Bueller, who's now, you know, an old man, older man, um, and Brian Cox are like the two standout, um, standout people, uh, but it's just such a well done, I mean, HBO always, always knocks it out of the park. Uh, I really love the season one. Season two just finished. Again, really spectacular. I'm excited for season three. Uh, I don't really have any knocks on it. Um, it's something that I didn't think I was going to be into, but I usually will give an HBO show one or two episodes. And honestly, this one just hooked me, uh, wrote me right in. So I do give it a, a high recommendation. Um, if you want a rating for it, uh, Man, I don't know. It's it's one of the few shows that I look forward to every week. Oh, and that was my daughter Cam. Um, so, I mean, when you when you, all my reviews are based on again, like, is this worth my time? Do did I just enjoy that? What I just did, especially now that time is so valuable uh, in my life, 
and Succession was week in and week out one of my most look forward to shows. So yeah, I would probably give it a high mark. I would go in the four or five range, to, to be perfectly honest with you. So I do really give it a a, a big push to, to if you have access to HBO, definitely check it out. Um, it's really well done. Um, I also want to mention that Superstore and The Good Place, uh, Bailey and I have talked about those shows before. Uh, we still love them. They are still chugging away. Uh, the Good Place is now in its final season. Uh, both of those shows, I believe, I know for sure The Good Place, I'm sure Superstore is too, on Netflix. So again, if you have a Netflix account or access to one, um, they're both really, really well done uh, NBC comedies that... Again, in the golden age of like when I was growing up, well, what, what they considered the golden age of NBC comedies, of the Seinfeld Friends era, these are really smart, well-done shows uh, that make us legitimately laugh out loud. And I know we talked about it in the past, but since you know, like we are fully in swing in the fall season, uh, definitely catch up if you haven't, if you still haven't seen it. Uh, and if you have, I hope you hopefully you've been enjoying the ride uh, along with us. Um, and then, oh, I should have probably lumped this with Succession, but another HBO show that just wrapped its first season that was really spectacular was The Righteous Gemstones. And this is another one from Danny McBride uh, and his writing partner, who again, um, name is escaping me at the moment. But Danny McBride is... Um, Kenny, he was Kenny Powers in Eastbound and Down. He also had the HBO show Vice Principals. This is now his third um, series on the network. I love Danny McBride. Anything he he just just I don't know. He just tickles my funny bone. Um, he doesn't even have to like be funny. He just talk, and I just giggle. Um, but he, <laughs> so it's really great. Vice Principals. As much as I wanted to love it because of the education connection, was not as good as I want. I mean, I watched the whole show, but uh, it just wasn't as, it's not something I'm going to go back and rewatch like I did with Eastbound and Down. Righteous Gemstones, on the other hand, really, is really, really funny. Um, it's about an evangelical church, and uh, again, even, even Bailey had remarked to me, she's like, you know this is just the comedy succession. And it's kind of true, because John Goodman is the father, um, who runs the church, and they bring in millions of dollars, and he has three kids that are all, again, kind of vying for that, you know, lead uh, takeover role for when the father, uh, you know, inevitably retires. Um, but it's not even, the focus is not truly on that. The focus is on Danny McBride, um, the characters, and it's just, it's really, really good. Um, I don't want to really say anything more because, again, it's a comedy, so plot device-wise, there's not a ton in it. But I will say that, like, Andy Devine, um, the guy from Workaholics, is in it. Uh, and I, it's just really good. So, again, I, if you want to laugh, definitely check out Righteous Gemstones. And uh, that will be it for the TV shows at the moment. Again, um, future episodes will be more in-depth, you know, like the analysis that you are used to here. But, um, again, this is just kind of a get it done. You kind of hear my, my two little co-hosts today chiming in. Um, but we'll go to our third and final segment, and I will be right back. All 
Last but not least, uh, for today's, well, <laughs> I should say this is at least like two weeks in progress, but what I'm recording today, this final segment, is going to be on video games. Uh, again, I like to kind of branch it out between the three different mediums. Um, with video games, uh, I'm only hitting it just to, to kind of throw this episode together and to let you know that, you know, when there is something that I'm able to play and, and talk more about, this is where it will be. Um, it's not always going to be movies, TVs, and video games, but I know that if you've been listening, it does tend to be a lot of that. Um, but I did, the last game that I bought was um, Link's Awakening for the Switch, and yeah, I just haven't been able to play a lot of video games. That's just the, the truth. Even with the Switch, um, again, I, babies need a lot of attention. They're looking at me now as I'm sitting here talking to myself. Um, so I've only played under an hour, honestly, of Link's Awakening. But um, my uh, sister and outlaw, Leanna, uh, so shout out to you, um, has already, you know, she beat it within a week or maybe a week or two. She could always correct me if I'm wrong. Um, she did, <clears throat> so she really liked it. <clears throat> it is definitely more in the vein of the early style Zelda games, just with the fancy graphics. It's nothing like Breath of the Wild. I do like those type of games. Um, not that I was a huge Nintendo person as a child, so I didn't get to really play a lot of you know the early stuff on Game Boy and Nintendo and Super Nintendo. But um, that style, it's that top down. The graphics are beautiful. Uh, I will eventually get the swing of it. Um, but you know, there's a lot of responsibility, so I have to kind of pick and choose how I use my time. And instead of playing that game right now, I am recording this podcast. So I will, I will come back to it, um, but that so far I would say if you are a fan and you own a Switch, it's definitely worth the, the pickup um, and the buy. Uh, again, because the Switch, while I, it's honestly, it's, it's, it's such an amazing console and I love it so much, uh, the game-wise, it's still, I have a whole case full of games and I still feel like the games are slim pickings. So... Uh, I'll come back with more thoughts and a review as I play that more. And then the other game that I'm also looking forward to talking about is Call of Duty Modern Warfare. I buy every single version of this game uh, since, I don't know, the PS2 or PS3. I love them. The last one, um, the last Black Ops 4, uh, it was only online. I think I only played that for an hour. Um... I normally play Call of Duty with my buddy Brian, and he didn't even get that version because he knew that his time was going to be limited last year. So it was, yeah, maybe a couple of hours, like an hour playing in some lobbies early on. I know it had the Battle Royale mode. It was cool, but when you're not playing with anybody, it just kind of, um, just kind of got boring. So Modern Warfare, I'm super hyped about. They're bringing back Spec Ops. Uh, they also, Sony finally, thankfully, ended their cross-play ban. So now my brother-in-law, Mike, who's the man, he has an Xbox, he's an Xbox boy. Uh, we now get to play together. Uh, my friend Jim uh, just told me he pre-ordered the game. So there's four-player co-op and spec ops. We can do this cross-play. I'm so hyped. And I just, just chomping at the bit. So it comes out... Um, Friday, October 25th. It cannot get here soon enough. 
And like I said, I will be back with within the next episode or two, depending on how you know long these try to you know take me, um, with some more in-depth thoughts on the game itself. Ray's obviously excited too, so that's really awesome. So that's gonna do it for episode fifteen. I'm finally back in it and I know in the past I've always you know again just Bailey and I did it what we could um, which doesn't necessarily garner um, a listener audience (laughs) when you're not being consistent so my goal is to record these bits and pieces throughout the week um, talking about the different uh, movie shows games and etc. Uh, my car rides, and then put it all together. So uh, my goal really will be uh, Saturday, Sunday. I'm going for weekly. Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that these are going to be oversized episodes. Um, they might just be, you know, half hour here and there. But hey, that's that's some time together that we can all enjoy. Uh, it'll especially be cool if, uh, again, if you listeners out there. Send me voicemail, uh, you know, the voice messages uh, that I can include. I think that'll be really awesome. I'm I, I really hyped about it. And I'm going to stress one more time that I am absolutely open to expanding uh, the co-host position. Again, it's not, Bailey's not fired. It's just that she uh, is otherwise occupied. And when we are home together, uh, when the kids, by the time the kids get to sleep, none of us really feel like, neither of us really feel like talking. Uh, and it's usually bedtime, so we're going to go with this for right now. I hope you enjoyed just me rambling about my thoughts, Um, and I'm excited for the future direction. So it's really now up to you, the listener. If you would like to be a part of the show, if you want to co-host an episode with me, that would be fantastic. Uh, I promise I would prep you, you know, so you're not just coming in blinds. Uh, and again, ask me anything uh, within reason and appropriateness, and uh, I will gladly and excitedly uh, get back to you. So don't forget, you can always check me out. Uh, my Twitter is Yimbo5, and my YouTube channel, uh, which again, I have been churning out a few more uh, videos, at least <laughs> more, more frequency than the podcast that is. And uh, the channel there is Yimbo Reviews Everything, just like it is here. And that's it for this episode. And I am Yimbo, and you've just been reviewed.